be uh, celebrating our fathers here at the end of the service and got a few things for uh, you all and uh, we'll do that at the end uh, hopefully uh, you put your name in the drawing there if you haven't we'll make sure that you do prior to our drawing here after a bit but I want to share the word of the Lord with you on today first Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 16 it's a very familiar scripture but the Bible says there for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first and then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Amen. The Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. There is a sound that we can be anticipating and listening for as believers in the household of faith, and that is a shout from heaven. Amen. And it is going to be a glorious day. We know that this is um, something that we are looking forward to. I don't know that it's as far in the future as it has been in the past. That the Lord is, uh, I'll say it this way, I know that some have given up on the idea, but I still believe in the second coming of Jesus Christ. I still believe that this scripture is true, it is real, and it is relevant. Amen? That the Lord himself will come back after his church without uh, spot, without wrinkle, without blemish. He is coming back for a people that have readied themselves for the kingdom of God. And uh, we spoke it quite extensively on that last week, and so... If uh, you missed last week, you can get that online, I'm sure, uh, and talking about the sound because I wanted to share this word the other week and the Lord said there has to be another sound in the earth first and so that's where last week's uh, message came from. But we are living in times. I told you uh, that, that uh, the timepiece of God is the church, right? The timepiece of God is the church. When will the Lord return back? And some people say that it's uh, the timepiece of God is Israel. Others say the timepiece of God is current events. And, and I, I would suggest to you to, today that, that there are current events that are signs, but they are not God's timepiece. And if we get caught up on the signs and we begin to uh, put that as timepieces or current events then we will miss the real reality. But the church has to get in order before the Lord will return. Amen. He's not coming down back for a broke down, busted, disgusted church. He's not coming back for a weak and anemic, barely making it get by, hold the fort till we come church. But he is coming back for a glorious church. Amen. He is coming back for a church. He isn't coming back for something less than what he left. And what he left was a church full of power. 
What he left was a church that was doing signs, wonders, and miracles. What he left is a church that knew their God and was strong and was doing exploits. And so we have to ready ourselves, prepare ourselves, and get to a place in the kingdom of God where that uh, Acts chapter 3 tells us there must be a restitution of all of these things and last week we talked about that, we, we, where that there is the five-fold ministry, where that we could even say that there is, has to be a restoration of all things, a restitution of all things. We could even go back as far as Adam and say that everything has to be restored back to its original intent, right? And we can see that the kingdom of God is going forward. It is full in motion and nothing can stop the kingdom of God and the advancement of God in this last day. Now we are seeing signs of the last day. When did the last day start? The last day started and was the sign at Pentecost. When the church came into the earth, when the church, the ecclesia, was, was named the church in the earth, was when the, when the end time began. How do we know that? Because he said, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit, right? And so we know that in the last days, in the book of Acts, when they assembled together, the ecclesia, known as the church, that, that it was then that the last days began. So if that was the last days, we, where are we at today? <laughs> Amen. Where are we at today? Well, we, I believe that we are in 2 Timothy chapter 3, where he said, in the last days, perilous times will come. The Greek word is usually translated there for perilous is lawlessness. In the last day, lawlessness will come. Amen. Have we ever seen that shown in America like we are seeing it today? How that it is, it is running rampant. Lawlessness used to be done in the dark, <laughs> in the night. When nobody could see because people were ashamed, embarrassed, and didn't want no one to know. But today we see lawlessness all over our nation. We see it rampant even in the streets. And we see that this scripture is being fulfilled because it is, called, it is either referred to in, uh, in, in this Greek word as lawlessness or iniquity. Anytime it is used, it's either lawlessness or iniquity. And so it carries with it this deliberate disobedience or rebellion, if you will. And so it is speaking of not only uh, man's laws, but God's laws. And how many know today that for the most part in America, people do not even care about the laws of God. Amen. They don't even care about morality. It is fallen and morality is fallen in the street and we no longer have a moral compass in our nation. But the Bible tells us here why in 2 Timothy. He said, know this, that in the last days perilous times will come and men will become lovers of themselves. Right? Lovers of money, boastful, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. It could be today's new headlines. 
unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal. Have we ever seen a time like we're dealing with today when this is being fulfilled right before us? People are being disobedient to their parents. They don't, they don't have any respect for parents today. Now there are, I say that as a cover, a blanket, but there are some that have raised their children right, right? And godly standards and morals, but I'm talking about as a whole. We, we have that people have no respect for their parents and they're unthankful. They, they're unloving. <laughs> How in the world can one human go and beat another human? And not show any kind of remorse or concern. We're seeing it everywhere. Huh? Disobedience to parents. Unthankful. Unholy. Unloving. Unforgiving. Slanderous. Without self-control. It seems today that, that, that people have lost the ability to control their, their emotions. Amen. Jesus said, be angry, but sin not. In other words, get a hold of your emotions. Get, your, get yourself under control. But we have seen today that people, uh, they have no control of their emotions. They just let it run rampant in whatever they think they say. And whatever they want to do, they do. And, and, and you don't know which, which way it's going to come up. But we know that all of these things are happening. People are brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, hidey, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Huh? We want to fulfill our flesh and our fleshly desires. How many like to have fun? I love to have fun. I enjoy things, right? Sports, different things. But they cannot take the place of the love of God in our lives. God must be a priority. He must be first place in our lives. And we see today that people have lost their love for God and have embraced other gods and other things in their life and then he goes on to say they have a form of godliness but denies its power from such turn away. He speaks to the church here and says that people in the church are denying the power of God. People today don't want to be associated with the supernatural power. People don't want to be associated today with something that is unexplainable. <laughs> they want to shy away from anything that they can't teach you how to do it or how come it happened. But I want to tell you today that, that we must embrace the supernatural. We must embrace the power, not just having a form. You know what a form is, right? A form is on the outside. It appears to be something, but it's empty on the inside. Jesus said it like this. They're empty and they're whitewashed tombs. Yeah. 
right? They have all of the outward appearance. They have, looks like everything is good, but there's no power on the inside. Amen. It's hypocrisy. And we must not allow it to come into our hearts and into our lives. But we must be people that will embrace the fullness of the power of God. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation. Can I hear an amen this morning? If it had not been for his gospel, if it had not been for his power, he would have never been able to bring us out of what we were bound by. But thank God this morning he, he showed his grace and he showed his mercy as he rolled up his sleeve of grace and wrenched down into the horrible pit and pulled us out of the muck and the mire of sin and established our feet upon a solid and a firm foundation, established our coming in and our going out and gave us his name and said we're the beloved, hallelujah. It was nothing that we done but it was the power of God amen that brought us up out of that and gave us a right mind gave us peace gave us joy gave us a hope gave us victory we're not to be ashamed of that but we're to celebrate his goodness this morning if you're thankful for it in your life give him a little praise here today He said they would be unloving, they would be uncontrolled, they would be headstrong, heidi, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power. For this sort are those who creep into houses and make captivity of gullible women loaded down with sins and led away with various lust. These are the days that we're living in. Amen. These are the days that we're living in. If we, if we as the church, you know, people that, that are, are not spiritually minded, people of the world, they, they would look and I could understand how that they could miss it. But we that are the church, we, we know, we read, we understand the scriptures and we know where we're living today. And, and, and to me, I'm just talking as pastor today, it seems to me that there should be more of a sense of urgency today than what we have in the body of Christ. There should be an urgency today to sound the alarm. There should be an urgency today for us to, to cry aloud and spare not and lift up our voice like a trumpet and show my people their transgressions and their ways. There should be something inside of us that is, as, as I indicated a few weeks ago, a, a Holy Ghost alarm clock, a spiritual alarm clock on the inside of us that says that it's time for us to move into action and begin to understand that we are living in the last days. If you knew that you had a test tomorrow, would you not prepare for it? If you knew that you had a main event in your life, that something significant was coming up in your life tomorrow, next week, or next month, would you not prepare yourself for that event? 
If you knew that there was a tragic situation that was coming that could mean life or death uh, to you, to your family members, to those that you love and are acquainted with, would you not try to prepare for that moment? Would you not try to change the outcome that possibly would take place if it were to happen now? I know I've been in the church a long time. I've been in the church over 53 years. Nine months before I was born. <laughs> and I know I'm old school in some ways, but I remember whenever the, the altar service wasn't finished until they would give a call for family to come and pray for the lost loved ones. Anybody remember that? I remember particularly on Sunday nights that every Sunday night after the service, no matter what the message was on, that there was an invitation for everybody who had not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit to come and to receive the Holy Spirit. Anybody remember that? Whenever people, there was a hunger, there was a, there was a desire, there was a, there was a sense of a feeling that, that we needed more of God and there was an urgency. But somewhere along the way in these past 20 or 30 years, there has been an ease in Zion. There has been a, a settling, if you will, to, to, to where that the culture of the day has caused us to believe that we were too radical, we were too emotional, and somehow along the way we needed to settle down and just cool our jets and don't get in such a big tizzy about it because it's really not that important. And, and, and my question is, how long has it been since you heard a message on the coming of the Lord? How long has it been since you've heard a message that said that, that the Lord is coming soon? I remember as a young boy, as pastors and preachers would preach with great urgency and great passion about the coming of the Lord. How that he was coming soon and we needed to prepare ourselves and our families needed to prepare themselves because he was coming soon. But, but, but I, I was thinking as I was praying over this the last few weeks and I thought to myself, I don't remember the last message I heard on the coming of the Lord. We've... We have filled the church with self-help messages. And I'm all about getting better. Huh? How to do this. Seven steps to that. Ten ways to a better life. Six ways to prosper. This and this and this. And, and, and we've had, we have a whole lot of that. How to get better, but not how to get to heaven. Amen. And you see, it, I believe that, that, that we, yes, we have to be better here in the earth. And God wants us to be our best that we can be here in the earth. But we also have to prepare ourselves for the Lord's coming and his return. And we see that these times are upon us here today. We see that as, as Timothy tells us, we see as Matthew declares to us that we are living in the end times and we have to, have to understand that. 
We cannot just we cannot just be like an ostrich in the sand and put our head down and say that's not really happening. I don't know who, how many of you took my encouragement to just turn the media off this week. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you can take what is going on in our nation today and around our world today and the current events are like the fulfillment of scripture. You don't even have to be a spiritual somebody. All you have to do is read this book. Amen. All you have to do is read this book, Matthew 24. Then Jesus went out and uh, departed from the temple, and his disciples came unto him, showing him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said to them, Do, not, uh, do you not see all the signs? Surely I say to you, not one stone shall be left upon another that shall not be thrown down. Now as he sat on the mountain of olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming, and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed, not one, no one deceive you. In other words, there's going to be a lot of deception. Amen. Take heed that no man deceive you. For many will come in my name saying I'm the Christ and I will receive, uh, deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars and see that you are not troubled for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Are we hearing of wars? There's more wars today in the earth than ever from what I've heard, what I've read on it, studied on it. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom and there will be famines, pestilence, earthquakes in various places. Is there famines? Pestilence? They say this is the year of the locusts. We'll see. Earthquakes? You hearing of earthquakes? Well, you've never heard of earthquakes before. I want to look at this right here. Nation will rise against nation. It's not talking about Russia and the USA. That word nation there is ethnos. Ethnicity. Racial wars. Huh? The black race against the white race, against the red race. 
Huh? And we're seeing it unfold just like the Bible said it would. These are the days that we're living in. These are not the days that we're looking for to come. These are the days we're living in. When ethnicities are at war with one another. It's not just happening in America. It's happening in South Africa. Amen. It's happening all over the world. Ethnicities are upraging and warring against one another. And we're seeing the fulfillment of these scriptures. Then he said kingdom against kingdom. Whenever he is in the nation's ethnicities is in the natural. Where man is fighting against man. But then he says kingdom against kingdom. Kingdom usually refers to the spiritual. The kingdom of God is referred to 71 times in the scriptures. The kingdom of heaven is referred to 32 times. The kingdom of evil or darkness is referred to 22 or 20 times. This is a picture of kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. The kingdom of good and the kingdom of evil. The kingdom of godliness and the kingdom of the devil are war and warring against one another. And mankind is caught up in the middle of it. Amen. Darkness is warring. Lawlessness is running through our streets. Huh? And the kingdoms of darkness understand that their time is short. And therefore they are raging and warring and trying to overwhelm and trying to destroy. But the kingdom of God will prevail. I said the kingdom of God will prevail. We will overcome. You see, we, we've, we've got caught up and distracted in, in all of these things that are going on in our nation today and around the world today. And, and, and all of it is meant to bring division because a house divided cannot stand. And if it can divide us, then it can destroy us. Amen. And so if it can destroy us over the pigment of our skin, then it divide us, then it can destroy us. It, when, when we've got our hopes in a whole lot of stuff that, that is not the answer. A lot of folks are looking and think that the, the pivotal point, that the, 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 the uh, epicenter is poli uh, political things or politics. But I want you to know today, my brothers and sisters, that the answer is not the Democrats nor the Republicans. friend of mine sent me a message this, this week and he said, did, did you see what the uh, Supreme Court did? I said, no, I'm not watching media. So he told me. 
And the thought that came to me is the reason why that a lot that, that we're seeing what we're seeing and, and, and it is demonic, I'll tell you that. But the reason that I believe that God has allowed that to happen is because there's a lot of people in the American church that has put their trust in a Republican party and the Republican party is full of the devil too. Amen, pastor. In other words, you can't put your trust in Democrat nor Republican. We've got to look unto the hills from where comes our help. And our help is coming from the Lord. Amen. Our help is coming from the Lord. And if it isn't for the Lord, then all of these things that are going on in our life, if we don't put our confidence in Him, because you see, we've put our trust in those things, believing that that is what's going to bring us out. But the reality of it is, my brothers and sisters, that you can't put your trust. Some put their trust in horses and some in chariots. Huh? Come on, somebody. But I will remember the name of the Lord. He is my strength. He is my helper. He is my source and I will call upon his name and he will be nigh unto me. Amen? Hallelujah. And so some would, others would say, you know, there's a clashing of the kingdoms. There's a clashing of ethnos or nationalities that are clashing. We're seeing all of this going on and, and we have some that have the thought that, uh, you know, well, God is sovereign and, and whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Right? But I'm telling you today, we are the people of God and the people of God have something to say and to do about this last chapter and how it's written. God is sovereign. He is all-powerful. But I want you to listen to me today. God is sovereign and he is all-powerful. There is no question about that. But God is not all-controlling. He is not all-controlling. He gave dominion and authority to mankind in the earth. And so therefore, today, this very day, the devil doesn't control the earth. Neither does God control the earth. God gave delegated authority to mankind. And wherever we are, he gives us dominion and authority in the earth. And so therefore, what happens in the earth is up to you and I. How this thing comes out, I know there's a lot, and I say I'll leave it up to the experts, I, I, and I don't mean no disrespect to that, but I'm, I, I read the book of Revelation, I pray, I, I've read the Bible many, many times, I'm a studier of the Word of God, but I, I, I'm not suggesting to you, I know how all of this is going to end, but I will suggest to you that the outcome, how it plays out in these last days to a measure, will be determined by you and I, and how how we respond to the Word of God, how the Word of God gets in us and we begin to affect our community, our region, our, our families, uh, whatever is going on around about us, it is going to be how it ends is with how it, it works in you and me. Amen. We must take our place in the kingdom of God. We've been given delegated authority. What are we doing with that authority? 
Are we laying down? Are we hiding in a corner? Are we being passive? Are we staking our claims? Are we putting the, putting the peg down and saying, this is where we're going to stay. This is what we're going to abide in. We're going to believe the report of the Lord. We're going to believe the blessings of God, right? The word of the Lord. We must take our place. I referred to that last Sunday. Again, uh, we can, we can uh, go back to Acts chapter 3. And the church has to be in order before God is going to return. And I still believe in the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. He's not going to send an archangel. <laughs> He's going to come himself. Glory to God. Amen. And he's going to, Gabriel is going to sound that trumpet and praise God and time shall be no more as we know it. And we will ascend into the heavens. We will be with the Lord forever in the air. Glory to God. I'm telling you, it's going to be a glorious moment. I said it's going to be a glorious time, but we have to prepare ourselves. Amen. The songwriter said many years ago, people get ready, Jesus is coming. And I'm telling you today that Jesus is returning for his church. He hasn't left us here orphans, but he has given us, he is our good father and he has given us a blessed assurance and a hope that he will return. He said, let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. For in my father's house, there are many mansions. And if it were not so, I would have told you, but I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go away, I will come again and and receive you unto myself that where I am there you may be also glory to God he has given us that promise he has given us that hope and we can hold on to his word hallelujah how do you know because heaven and earth will pass away but his word will never pass away glory to God he is going to watch over his word and he is going to perform it amen and so we know that Jesus is coming and he's coming soon. He's coming for a people that have readied themselves. Amen? A people that are working, people that are, and I'll share some about that next week. He's, he's whenever he told us to, to occupy till he comes and to serve him, it didn't mean just waiting around twiddling our thumbs but it means to be working. Amen. Revelation chapter 19 and verse 11, it said, Now I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on him was called Faithful and True. I wonder who that is. And the righteousness and his judge, and he judges and makes war. His eyes are like the flame of fire, and on his head were the many crowns. And he was, had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with robed and dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God. And the armies of heaven clothed in fine linen, white clothes, followed him with white horses. And now out of his mouth goes the sharp sword that with it he should strike the nations 
and he uh, himself will rule them with a rod of iron and he himself treaded on the winepress and the fierceness of the wrath of the almighty God and he was on his robe and his thigh is the, his name written King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Amen. He's King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Now I could preach there for a long time, but I know you want to get to your Father's Day hot dogs. But he said he is King of Kings. Is he your king? I said, is he your king? Then guess what that makes you? King. With a little K. Huh? Come on, walk with me now. He is his capital K, which refers to the kingdom of God, the authority of God, Father God, but He is King of kings, He is Lord of lords. In other words, we have dominion and authority in the earth, but we don't want to take responsibility for that, so we say, well, we don't, we, you know, just whatever happens, happens. But no, He's made us both kings and lords in the earth to have dominion, to have authority. Does that mean I take God's place? No, no, sir, not whatsoever. But I am his representation. You are his representation in the earth. Hallelujah. And you can take dominion and authority. Kingship talks about authority and dominion. The Lord talks, speaks to us of having strength and having wisdom and having the knowledge. And we have the strength, the wisdom to be the king in the earth to declare the goodness of God, the work of God. And we need to take on that role and say we're going to do it but there is one coming right John said it's not I that you are looking for but I'm the forerunner of the one who is to come I'm not the Lord but I'm the I'm the little king I'm the little Lord that's working in the earth for the king of kings and the Lord of lords and he is coming and John said I'm not worthy to unloose his shoes but there's one mightier than I that is coming and he's coming with fire he's coming with power he's coming with his anointing and I'm telling you today my brothers and sisters that we are the forerunner we're the ones to say people get ready Jesus is coming we're to live a lifestyle of love in a loveless society we're the ones that are show goodness you know it don't take a whole lot of light to shine in a dark room but I'm telling you today as darkness is upon the earth arise and shine for the light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you why is he risen in our lives so that we can shine forth his love we can shine forth his grace his mercy his kindness to a lost and a hurting and a broken world and let them know there still is hope in Jesus Christ you realize where there's more people that are taking their lives today in this during this time of all that we're going on right here in the last three or four months in America people have taken their lives because they're hopeless they feel that there's no way out they feel there is no hope why because they don't know about Jesus 
They don't know about his love. They don't know about his goodness. They don't know about his mercy. They don't know that even though that they may not see a way out, that he is a way out. He will make a way somehow. I still believe it today. I said, I still believe it today. He is coming and he is coming for a church. And while we are here, we are not hopeless. We're not just being dragged through this situation. But he will show us his goodness and his love. Amen. Troubled sometimes are here. Filling men's hearts with fear. Freedom we all hold dear now is at stake. Humbling your heart to God saves from the chastening rod. Seek the way the pilgrims trod. Christians awake. For Jesus is coming soon. Morning or night or noon, many will meet their doom. Trumpets will sound. The dead shall rise, righteous meet in the skies, going where no one dies, heaven were bound. Love of so many cold, losing their home of gold. This in God's word we're told, evil abounds. When these signs come to pass, nearing the end at last, it will come very fast, trumpets are going to sound. The troubles will soon be o'er, happy forevermore. When we meet on those shores, free from all care, righteous in the sky, telling this world goodbye, homeward we then will fly, glory to share. For all of my young Folks here today, Elevation just wrote this song. <laughs> Penned in 1942 by R.E. Winsett. Sounds like a modern day writer talking about our present day. I'm not a doomsday preacher. I'm not a conspiracist. But I'm telling you today, there's a lot more going on than a virus and a racial problem in America. Our freedoms are being tested. I told you this last week, I'm, I'm about done, Mandy. I told you this last week, they can take down all of the statues that they want to. They can rewrite our history if they want to. 
but it's not going to solve the issue at hand. It's not going to solve the issue at hand. Because the problem today is not a statue. The problem is not the pigment of his skin. The problem is not even a virus. The problem is a sin issue. And as long as sin abounds in the heart of man, there'll always be a war. There'll always be trouble. There'll always be sickness. Because the very fact that, that the reason why that there's any infirmity or disease in the earth today is because of the sin of Adam. We were never created for that. Huh? And where sin does abound, the Bible said grace does much more abound. That's our hope today. Amen? That's our hope today. And we need to cry it aloud. We need to let them know everywhere there is to know. That it isn't about a statue. It's not about all of these other things that we've, we've allowed to become distractions to us. We've got to get our hearts right with God. Amen. Amen. We've got to get our hearts right with God. Now, I don't know about you, but I want to be ready for his return. Was it not Paul that said, my greatest fear is that I don't want to preach this gospel and then at the end myself be a castaway? I don't want, to, don't want to preach the gospel all of these years and miss out on the goodness and the blessing of God, but I want to be a part of what God does in this last day. Amen. Can I share something with you? It's maybe more personal than you really care to hear today. But I feel like maybe sharing it anyhow. There are days and there are times whenever, believe it or not, the stress and the strain and the pressures of ministry and life get difficult and hard. And there's been times in my life whenever I thought about just hanging it up, saying, God, I'll do whatever you want me to do. But I'm done with this. I'm called to it, so I can't really do that. But in the low days, I think it. But you know what pushes me? You know what propels me? It's not that, that I'll get another paycheck or I'll get another this or I'll get a, a notoriety or anything. You know what pushes me? What pushes me is I've preached all these years to see the supernatural power of God. I've preached all these years and invested in people's lives and believing that God is going to do something extraordinary in this last day. And I refuse to miss out on it. I refuse to miss out on it. I'm believing at any time there's a shift in the atmosphere. There's a shift in the spirit. I'm believing that revival will come to America. I know some people say, well, you know, revival, revival, there is, it, it, it isn't mentioned in the Bible. It isn't this and that. But I'm telling you, he promised us that in these last days we would see his Holy Spirit poured out. And I'm telling you today that we can hold on to the promise because Jesus is soon coming. I said Jesus is soon returning. Amen. And we've got to speak to this generation. We've got to let them know there is hope in Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm almost done. 
Thank you. Here's our challenge. Here's our challenge. We have people like me that have been in the church all of their lives. We've heard that Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming. And now the last 20, 30 years, we haven't heard any of that. But we've just kind of fallen into a lazy, spiritual, at ease in Zion type thing. And, and we haven't been pushing on that any. We still believe, but we just haven't been pushing on it. And, it, and, and, and there has to be an awakening in us. There has to be an urgency in us. And then we've got another generation that is biblically illiterate. That knows nothing of the Bible. I heard of a man the other day. He said he started reading the Bible. And he said, he told, it, told his pastor, he said, I found out why it took uh, Israel 40 years to get through the wilderness. He said if they'd have just left Noah's ark behind, they could have got there a lot quicker. He said, what are you talking about? He said, I read in there where they're carrying that ark around. <laughs> that ain't a lie. That's what we've got. Huh? That's what we've got. We've got people that don't understand anything about the Bible. We've got other people that have gotten weary and tired and, 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 and losing that strength and believing that, huh? Are you hearing me today? And somewhere in the middle, we've got to meet in this thing and say, yes, we believe in the coming of the Lord. We believe that we're the people of God. We believe we can make a difference in the earth. Amen. And we need his presence in our life to do it. Glory to God. Glory to God. Stand with me today, please. I pray this made some kind of sense to you today. Just trying to stir your hearts by the way of remembrance. Stir your hearts by the scriptures that Jesus is coming soon. And he's not against us. He is for us. He's on our side. Amen. Praise God. If you have a special need today or have a need at all, any reason whatsoever that you would like to come and pray today, Father God stands with his arms open wide and he's ready to receive you today and to meet you at your point of need. And so as Mandy and the team leads us in worship today in a song, if you would like to pray or need special prayer today, I want you to come and let us pray together because we need to be ready at every moment, every season. So if you have a need, come this morning. Let us pray together.